There is nothing from without a man that entering in him can defile him. But those things which come out of him, those are the things that defile a man. So the question is, what has been coming out of your mouth lately? Has it been cursings? Or has it been blessings? Has it been speaking about God and how faithful he is, how loving he is, how wonderful he is? Stay with us tonight as we talk about the third commandment. All right, praise the Lord. Welcome to Wednesday Night Bible Study. So thankful and glad that you are joining us here on as we or as we continue our series on the Ten Commandments. And we have with us our special guest host, Brother Howe, here to... Uh, Keep digging in deeper. We're on the third commandment now and going through each one of these. And so uh, before we before we go into the third commandment here, let's go before the Lord in prayer, uh, asking God to have his will and his way. And, and if you have a prayer request, please email those at prayer at mastershouse.org and we'll certainly lift up your needs before the Lord. So Brother Howe, if you would, would you take us before the Lord in prayer over this Bible study? Loving Jesus, we appreciate so much having your presence in our life and your word to lead and guide us. And we pray that tonight, as everyone listens, tunes in tonight, that they'll tune in with their heart and their mind and their spirit and feel the wonderful presence that comes from discussing and praising you and reading your word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless everyone that is watching this broadcast tonight. Thank you, Lord, in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Yeah, the Lord can. You know that I like that you said that, Brother Hal. If we can, that the Lord can, while you're sitting at home, could come in as we're talking about the third commandment and come in and minister to you right there. You right begin there. to talk about the Lord. You begin to open up his word. And I, I would implore you to open up the Bible while you're at home there, either the, whether it's on your phone or wherever it might be, open it up, follow along with us. And uh, as we talk about these 10 commandments, so, so let's read it. Exodus 20 verse seven, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. That's, that's the third commandment. And let's get, uh, let's get right to the point. This means misusing or misrepresenting it's a, it's a key thing right there misrepresenting the lord's name or uh, the lord's character his purpose his actions so there's more more to this uh, little commandment than, than what we may think so so let's talk about some examples of what it what it means to misuse uh, the name of the lord well you know you know, right off the bat, when you start thinking about using the Lord's name in vain, you, you think about swear words, you know. You've got to keep from swearing. You've got to keep from using right. curse words. And, and everybody probably thinks that way, you know. It's, it's quite a common thought. You use bad language. You're not supposed to do it because God gave a commandment not to do it. But as you mentioned, Brother Garrett, it is more than that. It's much deeper than that because misusing uh, the name of the Lord implies that we also misuse the meaning of God's name. Uh, or said another way, uh, 
we violate the third commandment. Wow, this is a rough one. When we say things about God, that's not true. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. For, you know, for example, what if, a, what if a Christian held up a sign that said, God hates murderers? This would actually be breaking the third commandment. Why? Because it's saying something about God that's not true. Right? God doesn't hate murderers. God hates the sin. But God loves people. God cares for people. And so, you know, as that example alone right there, it makes me wonder how many times as I begin to examine myself here, how many times have I misquoted God? Right. We, we have to remember that God's name refers to his reputation, to his character. Right. Oh, it's multidimensional. And when we say things about God, that deny or actually go against God's character and the way he really is. He actually is. Well, that's a bad thing. <laughs> that's violating that commandment. When other people renounce God's faithfulness, then they misuse the name of the Lord. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. And, and he started to touch on that, that names have meaning. It, you know, not like nowadays, they may not be as uh, meaningful, but back in the day, uh, those names had meanings, and uh, they weren't just given to somebody because it was the trendy name to give to somebody, you know, for that, for that decade. Uh, it was given to them because of that meaning, because of that, and, and God's name is no different. The name of God is significant uh, of what that name means. Yes, and, and uh, it, it is so important to keep that in mind uh, because the names define character. They, they define a reputation. The Hebrew uh, language, which is a beautiful language, so many languages are much more, as I mentioned at another time, so more multidimensional and mean so many different things. The Hebrew word can rightly be translated uh, to mean various things. In the Hebrew mind, that's the way they think about it. That's, they think about those dimensions. Uh, so in the Old Testament, uh, when you talk about someone's name, well, you're talking about their person's character, yep. you know, they, yeah. uh, and their reputation. Uh, therefore, uh, we could just as easily translate Exodus 20 to say, do not misuse the character of the Lord, or do not misuse the reputation of the Lord. Yeah, exactly right. And so the name of the Lord, as we talked here a couple of weeks ago, um, the name that was revealed then was Yahweh. Today, it's Jesus. And that name Jesus, when you say that name, there, it's not just, just another name. It's special. It holds reverence. It refers to his continual, ongoing, active presence, right, in our life. God's name uh, God's name itself testifies to his faithfulness. It testifies to his abiding presence, right? Amen. And this is extremely important for, our, for us to understand, uh, especially, if, you know, for this third commandment that we're talking about here, that God's name refers to his active presence in his life. And then if we skip all the way over in, into the New Testament here, 
Uh, Jesus even tells us to reverence the name of God, right? Matthew 6, 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed. That key word right there, hallowed. Yes. That means, you know, God's name is to be treated as holy, be sacred, to be set apart. And that's the first thing I say as the, in the Lord's Prayer. That's the first thing I say. Lord, hallowed be thy name. Yes. You know, another example of, of misusing uh, God's name is can be seen when individuals, and, and this, this is kind of easy to do, uh, but they kind of add weight to their conversation uh, mm -hmm. by doing a little name dropping <laughs> right. Right. and claiming divine authority, you know, for, for example, they'll say, God told me to, you know, and whatever, whatever follows it. And uh, there's no doubt that God speaks to individuals uh, that, and what we kind of have to tread carefully. Yeah. We have to be just careful and do not use the name of God to invoke authority just because, you know, we're trying to make a statement. Right. Yeah, that, that has happened, and, and uh, unfortunately it has happened. And, but, yeah, like you said, tread carefully. God definitely does speak to individuals. So another example, another example of misusing God's character or his reputation is when we disgrace the holy things of God. Uh, Leviticus 22.2, Speak unto Aaron and to his sons that they separate themselves from the holy things of the children of Israel, and that they profane not my holy name in those things, which they hollow unto me, I am the Lord. Amen. He is the Lord. And we got to keep that in mind because even not just our words, but can our actions. Right. Can our actions actually uh, misuse the character of God? Uh, a scripture everyone out there knows, I'm sure, in, in Colossians, the third chapter and the 17th verse, it says, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So it matters what we do. Now, now we're starting to talk about what we're doing, not just what we say. And our actions need to accurately represent the character, remember, and re reputation, uh, as well as our words. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're talking more now. We're maybe getting a little bit deeper. Trying, I keep digging here, talking more than just words. Uh, we're, we're talking actions, and, and uh, what if we never say the words that violate God's character, but our actions violate God's character? Mm. And, you know, it, uh, what I mean is, like, what if we never say out loud with our mouths, we never say this out loud, that God is unfaithful, but we live in such a way that our actions say God is unfaithful. You know, you, you know the old phrase, right? Our actions speak louder than words, right? You know, and, and another example, let's say... Let's say you lost your job during, during COVID, right? Or, or during some economic crisis. And all of a sudden you're gripped with that fear. You're paralyzed, right? With that fear that, you know what? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to make ends meet? It, it's a crushing feeling, you know? And people, uh, when they experience something like, something like this, they really have to dig deep 
and and we're reminded though that uh, God is faithful and he will meet our needs. But if we remain paralyzed, think about this. You know, if we remain, aren't our actions kind of denying the faithfulness of God? Right. Uh, we just had a message on about trusting God, such a powerful message. Right. And, and it, it, it is it's so important to live in a manner that we do not destroy our faith. Because if we live like we do not, that God's not going to meet our needs, we deny the character of God. Yeah, that's exactly right. And as you said that, I mean, I'm thinking, how in the world is this even possible? You know, how can I, okay, that's one thing not to deny God's character and God's reputation by the words that come out of my mouth, but how can I actually live every moment of every day, especially in this chaotic world we live in, and not deny the Lord's reputation and his character or continue to affirm his, his right character and his right reputation. You know, and so I got to thinking, like, well, hey, look, what about the psalmist, right? Didn't he say things along the lines of, you know, how long, oh, Lord, how long? And are these lamentations living out misrepresentations of God's character? You know, it, it's, there's a lot of scriptures like that, you know, where uh, the psalmist is, is, he's worried, you know, God, you haven't come yet. He's, uh, you know, you're, you're delaying. I need you now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and uh, right. it, I need you to intervene right this very minute. Or sometimes people get lonely. They feel distant. And, it, and of course, the poetic nature of the psalms kind of express what, what human beings really are all about and the things, the way they feel. But, they, but the psalmist always brings back in a wonderful message. Uh, it comes back around to the fact that there is hope. Right. And it's God is worthy uh, of our trust because of his character, because of the way God is, the, because of his reputation. Think about all of the things he's done. <laughs> I mean, uh, and so, so to question God in prayer and lament is often seen in the scripture, yes. But we don't want to turn our backs on God in denial of his faithfulness because he loves us. This scripture says it's prohibited by the commandments to do that. Right. All right. It's so true. So true. I mean, yeah, he may be in, in a moment of, of complaint and, and worry, but he's not straight out denying that the Lord is unfaithful. Right. But because uh, he knows that eventually, eventually the Lord is going to come. So again, as, as we dig a little deeper, not only is this commandment that we're talking about here today telling us to avoid saying the wrong things about God, it's actually imploring us to do certain things as well. And that's actually to say the right things about God and, and as we talk, to live the right way. And so I, I found a survey here uh, that, that was done by, um, oh, I can't remember the name. But anyways, the survey was done, and it was the one reason why atheists in America uh, have turned or rejected the Christian faith at one time. And the, the survey goes on, I can't remember, I didn't write down all the questions, but it's like, it wasn't because of God. It wasn't because of, of the Bible or anything like that. It was because of the church. It was because of a, a brother, because of a sister, it was somebody in the church. And, 
and the survey goes on to say that, you know, that we are the ones that were maybe been blocking somebody from developing a, a greater relationship with the Lord. And, and that's, it's really sad actually to even think about. It, it is really depressing to think about. And there's a good point that needs to be brought up too, that no doubt the, the devil was jumped on that bandwagon as soon as that thought entered into uh, the heart or mind of, of that brother or that sister, you know, because, well, he is the accuser of the brethren, right? So he's going to he jump is. on that bandwagon and he's going to point out hi hypocrisy and he's just going to keep stirring the pot and stirring the pot and stirring the pot until it really just shakes your very foundation. And, uh, you know, like, for example, Brother Howe, You've been serving the Lord for 50 years. And so I'm assuming that by now you're perfect. <laughs> you are absolutely mm. perfect. And so if Brother Hal happens, it's very rare. But if he happens to make a mistake, right, then all of a sudden me as, as a viewer, I'd be like, oh, look at that. Is Brother Hal, is he a hypocrite? Is he, is he denying the character of God that he's been trying to serve for these 50 years? And then the devil, right then, he jumps on that and says, oh, yeah, look at that hypocrisy. Look, you know what? Guess what? It's all over. It's all over. And there's one thing that we got to remember, right? We got to remember that this house, the, the, the body of Christ, is filled with imperfect people. It is. But what we are trying to do, and what I know Brother Howe's trying to do, and what I'm trying to do, and I know all you are trying to do, is trying to live out, yes. live out day to day, and, be, and live out that character, live out that reputation uh, that's from God. You know, uh, we're not perfect yet. We're not perfect yet. Right. But someday we will be. And let's not let that hypocrisy stumble us up. So, but, so Brother Howe, what else could I do? Well, we've come up on a subject now is probably a very difficult thing to do, and mm -hmm. yet we must do this. It's defined as introspection. We have to look inward. Yeah. We, and that is a very, very difficult and hard thing to do, often painful, uh, because if we're going to understand how we need to really s d actually accomplish all of those things that we've been talking about in word and deed, and, and to really demonstrate in our life the character and the and the reputation of God Almighty unfortunately sometimes it takes that moment where we've got to just look in the mirror and uh, not be looking at something else because sometimes the enemy likes to distract us he likes to desensitize us to certain things and and it's easy for us to just not want to face ourself yeah. but but i i love what the psalmist said search me oh god and see if there be any wicked way in me it starts with that kind of prayer yeah. that's where that's where it really begins to happen when we are living that kind of life that shows that full honor and respect to the lord god show me the places in my life where I might be a hypocrite. Oh my, that's a hard prayer. Yeah. That's a hard, hard prayer. But we know by the Spirit of the Lord that He can change us. 
and, and we don't have to be become buried or depressed in those things. He can truly help me live in such a manner that represents the name, the character, and the reputation of our dear Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's, it is, it is a hard prayer. And that's exactly way back when in this third commandment, which we thought was just about, you know, watching our swear words when we in with the Lord, it's really asking us to start changing our behaviors and it our is. actions it is. and letting that reflect the God that we do serve, the God that we love and, and that we cherish. I want my words and my actions to reflect that. When we examine our hearts on a daily basis and allow the Spirit to lead us, we will not only keep that third commandment, we will become that shining example of God's character. And I want to end with this last verse right here in Ephesians 4.29. says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Praise the Lord. You know, that's that's my goal. That's what I, I want to... Everything I do and everything I say, I want that to be the, my testimony, my witness that, you know what, man, he is, he is really trying to become Christ-like. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do, just trying to become a little bit more like Jesus each and every day that I, I can represent him and his name well. Amen. So we hope that uh, something that has been said today has been a blessing to you. That's, that's our take on, on the third commandment. But we hope that it's been a blessing to you, it's been an encouragement to you, has uh, maybe pricked your heart in some way, and maybe to do some self-reflection and being like, hey, Lord, if, if I'm a hypocrite in any way, if I'm saying one thing and doing another, let me stay true to your character. Let me stay true to your reputa uh, reputation. So again, if you have any of those prayer requests, please email those at prayermastershouse.org. We'll def uh, definitely lift those up. Uh, before the Lord, asking God to come in and minister to you and meet those needs because we serve a healer. We serve a, a wonderful God. He is God Almighty. So, Brother Hal, thank you so much for everything that you shared. And if you will, again, will you dismiss us now with a word of prayer? Our precious Lord Jesus, we thank you tonight for the abundant grace that you have bestowed to us. Oh, Lord Jesus, we pray that you would move in our life, that we can be that reflection of your grace to others as well. And we pray, O oh Lord Jesus, that as we begin to seek you, that you will begin to help us with this deeper walk to get into the, the dimension, O oh Lord Jesus, that you want us in where we are truly trusting and and demonstrating that you are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our trust in your precious name. We pray these things. Amen. Amen. Good night and God bless.